This is Hawkside Guns Podcast. Hello and welcome to Hawkside Guns Cast. It's been a little bit, but we're back now. And uh, I, a lot's happened actually for me uh, since the last time we've been on the cast. I don't know. Uh, I don't know about you, sir. Jake, how you how are you doing today? I'm doing well. And the only thing that's really happened to me, as usual, is I made an ass out of myself. <laughs> but but we should be used to this by now. We should be used to this. Okay, so you can't lean in with that. Uh, what? How did you make an ass of yourself? I assume it's gun related. Oh, absolutely. Uh, it, it's just, you know, let's put it this way. I grew up in what today is referred to as white privilege. Okay. Um, so I end up with misconceptions about people as we go along from time to time. Like, for example, uh, our friend Beef. Sure. The way, I, the way I describe him to people is, is that if you saw him on the street, you may choose to switch sides of the street. With that said, he is one of the nicest human beings you will ever meet on this entire planet. He is probably one of the kindest people I have ever met and one of the biggest hearted. Exactly. But just to look at him, you might you would think murderer. Yeah, exactly. So so and I ran into, for example, a beef recently and didn't know it until I had made an ass out of myself. Um (laughs) So I travel a lot for work. I was realized I had left something outside of the in, in the, uh, the my van. It's instead of the hotel, bringing it up to the hotel. So I went to go back downstairs. Uh, the city I was in, the hotel I was staying in, wasn't in the hood, but it still wasn't the nicest part of town. Sure. So I went ahead and did what I normally do when I leave whatever is considered home at the time, and I slid my my sidearm into my waistband. And as I walked downstairs, there was a gentleman right outside the front door who, I, if you if you didn't know better or you grew up like me, the first thing you looked at him you saw, you'd say ex-con. <laughs> sure. I, and that was that was that was what went through my mind, which we we're going to find out it was not in the least bit valid. Um, so I did what I normally do in states where it's legal is I just went from concealed to open carry. It's not something I don't brandish it. I don't show everybody go, Ooh, I just <laughs> pick my shirt up and put it over, you know, the, the, um, grip of the gun so that it, people can see that I'm carrying a firearm and walked out to my van. Uh, as I walked back, I suddenly saw the, uh, the gentleman and I, he was a gentleman, his t-shirt. His T-shirt said, and I quote, fuck your gun-free zone. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, he's one of our people. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, I, I felt like an ass and then felt like even bigger ass when as I walked past him, he looks at me and goes, hey, is that the new SIG? And which started a nice half an hour long conversation. And, uh, you know, though we didn't exchange contact info or anything like that, I could say I made a friend. <laughs> you know, isn't it funny how that works out? It's just, uh, 
And you feel bad afterwards. Like anyone who, again, meets our friend Beef, like if he's not smiling and he's not like you don't know him. Well, well your wife threatened to shoot him the first time she saw him. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly where I was going. Like she, he was trying to get in there because he wanted to help us set up for a, a, an event we were doing. And he just really wanted to donate some time and help us and be friendly and everything like that. And and my wife took it the wrong way because she was running security for the event. And she, was just, she came back inside. She's like, look. There's this dude. Give me my gun. I'm like, oh, crap. What, what's happened? She's like, look, there's this guy. He says his name is Beef. And he's trying to get it. Look, if he tries it again, I'm just going to shoot him. <laughs> like, here's your gun. Don't shoot Beef. All right? <laughs> like, he's a good dude. And now, if somebody said aught of ill to Beef, my wife would shoot them. You know? Um, it, 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 exactly. Because she loves him to death. So uh, she's uh, she's adopted him from from years ago. I mean, he's just he's just one of those quality human beings who makes everyone's life who he he sits around better for having known him. And it's <laughs> you would not get that by looking at him, which is the whole thing. You know, it's like you you don't know what you got. And um, I've been constantly surprised by people who would not look like firearm enthusiasts. Uh, or or being cool with it or something like that and just, you know, have a have a great conversation with them. Conversely, people who I think, man, that that dude looks like he does guns or that person looks like, no, no, they do not. They're now, immediately against it. So the, it's, the, it's weird. The, the ones that, that get me are the older women. And it's funny because you run into some – and every once in a while you run into an older woman who you're, you're thinking like going, okay, she looks like my mom. And I, and as much as I know your mom was into guns, yes. mine was not. <laughs> and, and and so you kind of start to have a conversation with them. It's kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, I'm an ex-police officer. I've got a case of you know 30 uh, handguns. It's kind of like, holy shit. <laughs> when, when did that happen? You know? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very surprising too, you know, like the the people and what they're good at, and and uh, the guy I work with or, or for, he actually owns a company. Uh, his daughter is in the Secret Service, and you wouldn't know that looking at her. You know, she just looks like a normal, you know, mid twenties something girl. You know, until she shows up at the ranch with a big three fifty seven on the side of her hip and shoots as good with a pistol as anybody there, you know. And and these are all, like, qualified marksmen and ex-military guys and all that kind of stuff. But she looks like somebody's kid because she is somebody's kid. But damn good, you know, gun enthusiast. You you just don't – you don't know. You just really don't know. And it's weird to, to see it kind of manifest itself uh, when you're out and about and you're like, oh, okay. Because you know, a lot of times they don't fly the flag. You know what I mean? It's not like you can't tell. But because uh, Shannon does not look like a gun enthusiast, um, really. And she, but she loves pistols. She loves, you know, shooting and all that. It's just she's she doesn't look like she does. In fact, she just bought a purse with a because uh, she's got her concealed carry. Of course, she does. Mm -hmm. um, she just bought a purse with a zip pocket so she can carry her her Walther in there. Yeah, and just get easy access to it and everything like that, specifically for that. And I'm like, wow, that's that's hardcore. Uh, that's that's pretty cool. She's, I'm like, I, I I carry a backpack that has a you know Velcro holster inside. So yeah, I mean, it's I'm just like right on, you know. But again, we're in Texas, and there's a large proliferation of that. 
you know, I mean, there's, there's guns are kind of an accepted thing here, uh, largely, you know, outside of, of city central areas. It's, it's pretty much, you, you've got a good shot of somebody being armed, you know, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that here. Which is why there was only one very quick mass shooting down there. <laughs> <laughs> and what I mean by very quick, it was over very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. They go nobody, ch- n- nobody was waiting for police officers to show up. Yeah, they were, you know, they go to church armed, okay? You know, one guy showed up and he was outgunned. <laughs> you know, like one, one shooter came up, got one, two shots off, and was set upon by five people. <laughs> he didn't make it four steps. Um, I mean, and the worst part about it is, you, is you, you, at that point in time, you have to start questioning, you know, not only someone's morals for wanting to start shooting people in a church, but their intelligence as to which <laughs> church they chose. I mean, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm I'm not mourning this guy's passing any more for his the fact that he's obviously an, an evil bastard, but the fact that we're also got that level of lack of intelligence out of our gene pool. Oh my god! You know, the only thing that could have been worse if if he chose Cowboy Church, right? And because they have those down here. And it's like they open carry, you know, and they like show up to church with a forty-five on their hip. Well, you know, there are certain places in like Mississippi and Alabama where he might have had a rattlesnake thrown at him. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> he will die screaming now. <laughs> so, I mean, it was, and in Texas, it was just like, well, he shouldn't have done that. That's. You don't want to get shot? Don't jump to church with guns. I, I don't know what to tell you. I'm trying to shoot people. Our congregation took care of it. Um, it was sad, but, you know, we, we fixed it. He, he was dead. I, like, I watched the video. He was dead in nine seconds. He was on the floor. From the time he fired his first shot to the time he was dead was nine seconds. That's how long the church's response time was. It's like, okay. That's probably the last one of those we're going to have. <laughs> you know? Unless there's more idiots around. Right. Well, and there's, yeah, there's there's probably more idiots. Um, but, uh, yeah, so speaking of idiots, um, I, <laughs> I. Uh, Are we talking about me again? No, no, not this time. <laughs> so he was calling me. Um and I, I let me let me back up. Uh, I you, bought you another sound, gun. You, you sound like Richard Pryor talking about his crack pipe. Oh my God, it was so bad, Jake. <laughs> it was it was not cool. It was all right. So I'm minding my own business. All right, it was uh, <laughs> I think last weekend, weekend before that, I think um, I can't remember what it was. I think it was last weekend. Oh no, it was. And uh, I'm like, okay, cool. I got to go pick up some parts. I got to go see a buddy of mine. All that kind of stuff. I got to go to Cabela's. I got to do some other things, which I got a story about Cabela's here in a minute or a, a, a topic about Cabela's here in a minute. But uh, do you have Cabela's where you are or is it all Bass Pro? Uh, or? Uh, no, it, it, it's it's Cabela's. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I couldn't remember because down here, like they, I mean, Bass Pro bought Cabela's, but Cabela's is like bigger up north than Bass and, Pro's and, and, I'm, and I'm going to guess that part of your story has to do with the fact that Cabela's sucks ever since Bass Pro bought it. <sighs> It's, it's it's just different now, but uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But um, so I was out there and I was and uh, I got a call out of the blue. I got a call from a buddy of mine and he was like, hey, man, I, you know, I just inherited some guns a little while ago. Um, I I've, I need you to come take a look at them. My dad's 870. 
needs a lot of work and it's the only one I care about. Can you fix it? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll, I'll swing. I'm, uh, coincidentally, I'm 20 minutes from you. I'll just swing by, you know, take a look at it. If it's something I can do, we'll work something out. He's like, yeah, cool, come on by. So I did. And it turns out he had four guns, uh, all from his father. And one was the 870 that, that he learned to shoot with. It was a wingmaster. He learned to shoot with it. His dad, uh, it was his dad's gun. He bought it new. He had it for, I don't know, like 40 years. And it was the only one he really cared about. That's the one he wanted. And he's like, look, and it was in kind of rough shape because, you know, it was a duck gun. And you, sometimes you don't take care of those. They're out in the forest. They're out in the duck blind. They're sitting in water. You know, it's all not good stuff. So I'm like, yeah, I can take care of that. He's like, uh, I'll trade you one of the other guns he had for the work. I'm like, well, you don't have to do that. He goes, nah, he, dad didn't have it. This is the most expensive one. I'm like, okay, cool. Well, I'll take a look. But I'm, you know, so he had a, a partner which is a, you know, uh, a pump-action synthetic uh, kind of uh, defense shotgun. I, I had little to no interest in it, and it was probably 120 bucks new. Um, no use for that one. I'm like, we can sell this and, and get some money for you because his wife was very against having any guns in the house. She You know, they have a four-year-old, and she was flipping out. Um, but he refused to get rid of his dad's duck gun and, and all that kind of thing. So... Um, and, like, and, and and that's what they make safes for. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, we can solve this problem. You know, uh, there was a uh, – uh, God, what was the other one? He had a 22, a fairly nice 22, a uh, little Savage uh, 22. It was it was pretty okay. I mean, it's, it's kind of like the one I have. I have the Lakefield, which was patterned – or the, the Savage was patterned after it. And, uh, you know, we probably get – if we took them to – Cabela's, which is what we did, we got a couple hundred bucks, right? Which is enough to get a lockable case, a trigger lock, and a lockable ammo box, right? For a couple of, of boxes of shells. And he's, he was fine with that. And I got the fourth gun. Traded all that stuff and, and you know, did the work on the, on the uh, 870 and everything like that and got the fourth one. Which was an Ithaca. And I have a long history with Ithacas, and which is funny because I've never had the Model Thirty Seven, which is like the premier Ithaca. It's the one that's now. Now I'll, I'll admit, I when you originally told me about this, I did look up, though I didn't get him a whole lot of opportunity to stop and and read, investigate. I'm not familiar with Ithaca, though I'm guessing I should be. Uh, yeah, Ithaca is actually a uh, an older gun company. Uh, the the Model Thirty Seven. Uh, was made in 1937 or designed in 1937 and was a pump-action or slide-action shotgun uh, that the shells ejected down. So you could do ambidextrous. If you're right or left-handed, it didn't really matter. The shells wouldn't fly across your face. And it was quality workmanship. It was it was kind of in the line of a Remington or something like that. It was, They were tanks. They were, they were very, very, very well built. They served in the military. They served in police stations up until, or police forces all across the country and all across the world, really, um, up until about the 70s when Mossberg and Remington started eating their lunch. And uh, they they had a, uh, Ithaca is named for Ithaca, New York. Uh, it's up by you. Um, they've oh, been there. It's about seven hours north of me. Yeah, but closer to you than me. <laughs> yes. Um but uh, Ithaca is is they've been making guns for a long time, and the thirty seven was their their kind of of cherry on top. It was the the best 
of their guns. It was the most successful. It was the one everyone wanted. I've never had one of those, and I still don't. Um, my first shotgun, or my first shotgun, was a Ithaca Super Single, which was a break-open lever action shotgun. So basically, you pop the lever, and it would pop the barrel. You throw the shell in, flip it back up, and and shoot. That's what they called a Super Single. That was my first shotgun I ever had. It was four ten, and it was a squirrel gun, and uh, it, was, it was great. So I've always had a warm spot in my heart for Ithaca. And they went out of business in 87 uh, or, or went bankrupt in 87 and somebody else bought them and, and cheapened the quality, shall we say. And they had to live that down. And finally, in 2005, I think they went out of business again. They got bought by people who loved the brand and brought it back. Right. So they've been making stuff for again and, and concentrating on on quality and stuff. And I'm actually. I uh, I called them this week to see if they I could get them on the show this week and 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 it was it was typical of of like gun co- they were super nice and everything but it, it was like the professional who are you, <laughs> you know, why don't you call back next week you know, it's like, right got it yep uh-huh. <laughs> you know, uh huh but anyway uh it was they they do a lot of quality stuff but the gun I got was an Ithaca Model Fifty One. Which was uh, next on Shotguns of the 70s with Sean. Um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> I swear, guys. Hey, hey, you moved up to the 70s. You're actually getting, making progress. I, yeah, I'm like moving through history, you know. Uh, so I've got my Smith, <laughs> which was in the 70s, and this is also uh, from the 70s. So. Um, it's a gas-operated uh, uh, automatic shotgun from the seventy. It is it is state of the art, circa nineteen seventy one. Um, now, now, does this have any glaring defects that you have to find workarounds for, like the Smith did? Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> oh, ooh, ooh, cool. Okay, because that's a, that's surprisingly enough. That's actually what makes these interesting. Yeah. Uh, so when uh, when Ithaca made this gun, it was it was it was designed to be. It's what they call a featherweight or featherlight. And it's a very light gun. It's six and a half pounds. Very, very light. Or six and a half, seven and a half pounds. It's light as a, a an eight seventy pump action gun. It is like normally uh, gas operated automatics are pretty heavy, or they can be heavy. And this is not. It is very light. It is very easy to swing. It is very easy to control. It's got a nice high comb on it. It's a very nice gun. But to get all that. Uh, what they had to do, and because they were trying to get everything light and small and simple, is they kind of made stuff a little thin, uh, like the action bars. Uh, one of the biggest faults of the gun, sort of like the Smith, the the functure, the 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 issue, like shotgun gas operated shotguns from the seventies. All of them, almost all of them, have a glaring fault, right? The, but if you take care of it, they're fine. Um, well, a lot of it was the fact that we've got better materials now oh, than we did in the 70s. God, yeah. You know, uh, so this one wasn't an issue with rings or seals or anything like that, because as far as I can tell, it really doesn't have any. Um, because it's it's a very strange system, and it's spread out all over. Like, the spring for the action return is actually in the stock. So it's all the way behind the trigger and into the stock. Oh, that's almost like an AR. Yeah. No, it is a lot like that. And the gas mechanism is a piston up by the front cap. 
and it's, it's that's actually a lot like an AR. Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd love it. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. It, it's and it it's very light. It's very crisp when it shoots. It's it's probably at this point it is probably the softest, lightest, and cleanest uh, automatic shotgun I have ever shot. I mean, it's it's amazing. I I was hitting like crazy with it because it was just easy to deal with. But the big thing about it, and this one was in really great shape. I, I don't know why he didn't want to keep it, and then I found out why. Um, so the problem with the 51 was if you didn't uh, keep the nylon stops correct, if you didn't, uh, if you had a spring compression issue, so like the spring's in the stock, so you never really see it. You never take it out, inspect it, and clean it, really, because um, it's all the, it, you don't really need to. It's all hidden behind there. Um, if you didn't do that, and because you were in the 70s and you didn't care, um, it would have a compression <laughs> problem and it would shrink a little bit and it wouldn't fully take the action. So the action bar or, you know, the, the recoil from the action, the action bars would do it. And that would normally be okay because action bars are generally big, thick, and heavy. Except in the Model apparently, 51. Apparently, Ithaca. I was going to say, apparently not in this one. No. Um, what it is is a stamped metal action bar, and, and to get the carriage bolt to ride on top of the action bar, they've they've stamp-folded it, which where the stamp-fold and where uh, meets the, the actual action bar, there's a little divot. And if you don't take care of the nylon stops and you don't take care of the spring, it and you shoot like, heavy, I don't know, duck loads or goose loads or something like that, it would snap its own action bar if you if you didn't take care of it. And then eventually part of the action bar would fall out the bottom of the gun uh, and it would cease to function. Now, the, that's usually the way that works. Yeah, normally. And they just they got a bad name for it and after 87 um, they largely, you know, kind of started dealing with it and all that kind of stuff. But in 87, of course, the company went out of business and the gun was only made from 71 to 87. So it was only about well, 15, 16 years and much like the Smith. And they just stopped after that. When the company came back into business and started making guns again, they just chose not to make that model. So parts are hard to find. Um, now, luckily, there's a couple of guys much like the the Smith and Wesson model 1000 that, that do that. They're like, yeah, you know what? Diamond does it. Uh, you can call, uh, Ithaca classic. I think it is, or Ithaca is something. Um, and, and buy, you know, the spring and the nylon stop and, you know, all that kind of stuff. The thing you can't buy that you'll have to have welded MIG welded. If you break it is the action bar. Luckily, this one either had a replacement in it or had never been shot very much. It looked pristine. So all I did was replace the spring and replace the nylon stop, and the thing cycles like a dream. And it was I think it was like 50 bucks for the kit. And so for 50 bucks and fixing somebody's 870, I got a beautiful – I mean, this thing – as far as guns that I get go <laughs> – like, normally I get, hey, can I get that rust pile in the back there? Yeah, that'd be great. Like, give me that one. How much is for that? 50 bucks? Yeah, sure. You know, knock the rust off. We'll put a towel on it so it doesn't bleed all over the car. You know, that's normally the gun I get, right? This thing actually had bluing on it, you know, like already. <gasps> I know. <laughs> 
it had some finish left on, on the stock in the forehand. I, I, um, I'm 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 like almost disappointed in you. You you bought something you just could actually use usable. Yeah, <laughs> usable. Like I bought an update refresh kit and it works fine. I don't have to like I don't have to cut the stock. I don't. The only the only thing that made me happy is it's got a, a it had a nylon bead sight uh, on it, so it had like the the kind of um, uh, fiber optic sight from the from like the eighties or whatever, and the fiber optics have fallen out of the so I have a ring at the front that I need to fix. Um, so I do need to fix something on it. But uh, as far as I can tell, that's it. And uh, damn it, that gun is it, it. It is the softest shooting 12 gauge I have ever put to my shoulder. It is amazing. Um, so does this mean you have a new favorite? I do. I do. Right now, the, that is my the, favorite the, gun. The, the, the Smith got like pushed down the line. Pushed down to number two. Yes, it did. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I still like the Smith, and it is a very 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 nice gun. Both of them shoot amazingly well. Um, I I just the I took uh, the the other thing about the the Ithaca is it's got a a Monte Carlo stock on it. I don't know if you know what that is, but it's I do not. It's got a high comb on the back of the stock, so uh, it positions your cheek a little a little flatter oh, okay. across the plane I of the barrel. I get the idea of what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So when I put it to my cheek, I'm instantly flat, and which makes it so I don't have to adjust any, and you can hit the clay faster, and, and it's just easier to shoot for me. Apparently, I deal well with a Monte Carlo stock uh, when shooting clays. Buona, it's too big for Buona, and he was really annoyed by that because it's it's just super nice because he was going to try and steal it or trade it or you know do get you know <laughs> he's like oh that's really nice <laughs> that's in better condition than we get I, you know, what do you want for that and I'm like mm, yeah go ahead you know um, and I wouldn't let him cut the barrel because it's got a full it's got it's a big gun it's a it's got a thirty inch barrel uh, which is pretty long uh, it's yeah. got a barrel choke it's it's got a full uh, Monte Carlo stock on it, and it's like at 14 inches length of pole, uh, which is just, or 14 and a quarter, just on the outside of what I shoot. I was going to say, I, I don't even think I could get, you know, my hand, my arms around the 14 inch. <laughs> like, oh. Yeah, uh, so it was, and he was very annoyed, but I, I hit with it all day, just all day. I ran 100 rounds through it. And it was just as sweet as a kitten, just just bang, 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 and never missed a beat, never had a, a bad eject, never had anything. Um, the only thing that I did have is is I was shooting seriously old shotgun shells that I found at a gun show that were probably I don't know they may have been as old as I am. Um, <laughs> and, but one of the hulls separated from the brass ring, so the hull went like halfway down the barrel and got stuck. <laughs> so I had to get a stick, like poke it out. But that was not the gun's fault. <laughs> that was the shell's fault. Um, uh, well, well, yeah, and the other thing that's nice about the firearms that you choose is because rather than going, shit, I got to take this far, what I got it's, nah, get a stick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you have to disassemble that noil? No, I'm going to poke it with a stick. I'm going to poke it with a stick. <laughs> you know, because I, 
And that's one of the things. Like, if you can't take it out to the ranch and get it fucked up and everything like that, I don't want it. Because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> it's not, like, I don't have any, like, truly nice, classy, no, 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 no. <laughs> this is not, like, uh, a decent, a one in really mint condition, uh, uh, an Ithaca Model 51, goes for about 400 bucks. Okay, that's super mint. Most of the ones I see online are somewhere between 275 and 350 So this is not a super expensive automatic um, because there's tons. You know, they didn't make a, a ton of them. You know, they're not made anymore. Ithaca is not servicing that gun anymore, um, really. It's not making that gun anymore. They're moving all more towards Model 37s and, and uh, some of the other stuff they've got. And they're making some really great innovations and everything, but not for that one. Uh, they're not bringing a 51 back. That was like one of their their things where they're like, man, we'd have to fix that action bar problem. We just don't want to do that. So we're going to build something else, uh, which is why I love shotguns from the 70s, because you could buy like 10 of them and still and shoot for years and years and years and years and still not pay as much as you would for a brand new automatic. You know, I mean, they're just wildly expensive now. And I just. I, I can't get there from here, and I know that's that's bad, but... I mean, your basic Mossberg or Remington automatic shotgun will cost you anywhere from six to 800 bucks these days. Yeah, probably. And, 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 and that's for an inexpensive one. Yeah, that's for a cheap one. You know, if yeah. you want to get... Because the thing about it was, is like the 51 was about a middle of the road. So was the, the, the uh, uh, Smith. They were about a middle of... Not a cheap one. They were about a middle of the road automatic back in the day. Which, if you want a middle of the road automatic now, you're in for about twelve hundred bucks, and that's that's just kind of how it is. Now it's not a high end one; those are two grand and up, you know. And, and like you said, it's it's not the the kind of bargain basement ones, but they're you know a mid grade or or you know kind of mid featured mid, middleweight type thing is around twelve hundred bucks now. And there's like I I can't justify that. <laughs> I just I I can't. Well, there's there's several firearms that are over a thousand dollars that if I'd love to have tomorrow, but it's likely that you know, even as we the last time we were uh, here, I was talking about the uh, the little CZ uh, nine millimeter carbine, and I finally managed to actually talk myself out of it. <laughs> and what did you have to do with that? Actually, it was kind of what it really came down to, and you'll probably appreciate this. Is it was either that or coming down to hang out with you? (laughs) Yeah, even even if I were to have traded in my little AR nine for it, that was just going to take too much out of my pocket. It was kind of like, no, I'd rather go have fun. Well, I appreciate the decision because, you know, I look forward to seeing you here in a couple of weeks. And in a couple of weeks, y'all, you're going to get a cast where we're both in the same room, which is going to make absolutely no difference to you because you can't see us anyway. But um, (laughs) it is going to happen. Hey, if you're really lucky, maybe we can, like, rig up something where we can take out to the actual shooting range with us and you can hear all of us curse when we miss. (laughs) Damn it. No, 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 that wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was, I'm pretty sure it's some kind of weird misfire. The earth <laughs> rotated. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's, there's quite a few of those. Uh, but I I was just super excited to, to get, like, I wasn't really in the market for another automatic, but when I saw it, I had to have it. 
I just I I love shotguns, you know, and I love fixing like old guns that that everybody says, yeah, that's a sweet gun. Too bad it has this glaring fault that nobody can figure out how to fix it. And it's like, of course you can. I mean, you might have to do some work or some legwork or order some parts or something like that, but it's fine. And even but, if but, it breaks. But even then, we were talking before the cast. You actually have the skills to do those sorts of things. Most of us out there don't. You know, I, I mean, I, I, if if the um, – you're, you're talking about MIG welding the uh, – uh, uh, bar back onto the shotgun if it actually pops i you know i don't know if you have a mig welder i don't even i know what a mig welder is i wouldn't know what to do with one <laughs> well you know i tell you exactly. I, some, some, something tells me that if you didn't if you don't actually have one you probably know one who someone who does and could get five minutes with it if you needed to yeah that's exactly what i was gonna say yeah i don't have one um but I know where there's a welding shop like 20 minutes from my house, and I could go down there and say, hey, can you give me like five minutes on a rig? I need to weld this. Or could you – I'll toss here. Here's a case of beer. Could you you know, weld and grind this back to what it used to be, and it'll, it'll be stronger than it was before? And yeah, yeah, the closest I come to that is watching Forged in Fire on the History Channel. <laughs> but, I mean – and that's uh, and if it's if it's like grinding or making a new screw or because or, I've had to do that before too you know like I had a uh, a uh, a thirty eight special that had one of the screws boogered and uh, you know it was it was God it was a nineteen forty eight Smith uh, I mean it was it was it was post war but I mean old and uh, I'm like fuck this is a seven year old gun I'm, uh, how much do they want for screws sixteen dollars for a screw that no uh-uh, i'll make one <laughs> so i did i machined one you know i went over to my buddy's shop and i'm like hey i need to make this screw he's like knock yourself out <laughs> took me twice but i got it you know and you know blued it and put it back in and it's perfect uh but it i mean a lot of this stuff is just coming you can fix a lot of stuff on a gun especially a shotgun you can fix a lot of stuff I mean, there's just it's just not that hard, especially an older shotgun, you know, like where parts were made of steel or aluminum or or something or wood or something like that. And you wind up with a beautiful gun that you're pretty OK doing whatever you need to do with. And that's the point, you know, like I'm OK. You know, if that gun screws up in, in a couple of years or something like that or breaks or whatever, and it becomes completely unusable. I can't imagine what that would be, but it becomes completely unusable. I'm still okay. I got 50 bucks in it. That's it. You know, the Smith, I got less than 200 in. You know, and I'm still, I'm I'm positive I'm going to get years out of that thing. So, I, you don't really feel bad. You know, it's not like, oh my God, I'm $1,200 into this gun and it broke and it's out of warranty. And now it's going to be another 600 bucks to get a fix. It's, you're not, you're not doing that. You know, or at least I'm not. You know, you can order parts. You can go to Brownells, go to Midway. You know, look look up the part, see if they got something. Um, a lot of times they do, especially if you're in a gun that that uh, was large. Like if you break, if your 870 breaks and you can't fix it, you're a freaking idiot. Okay, you can order every part from from anywhere, from Remington or from from Brownells if you want to, uh, depending on how long you want to wait for the shipping. Every part on it is replaceable every part on it it doesn't matter what it is you can fix it like anybody with a screwdriver can fix an 870 well, and that's well, hell even i can do that exactly anybody can 
Um, now, some of these other ones, you know, the specialty guns like the Smith, where it was just like, oh, fuck. There's one guy who does the whole thing, and he died. You know, it's like, oh, crap. You know, uh, I need to fix this. <laughs> you know? um, or the Featherweight, you know, or the, you know, the model of the Ithaca. Um, I, it, it's it's just not that hard. And, and you get a lot of enjoyment out of them for not a lot of money. And they look really good, you know. I mean, they're not as sexy as some of them are now, but... But, uh, you know, again, dragging it out to a field to bust clays, you know, throwing it into the back of a truck when I'm not shooting, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I throw it on the soft bag or whatever, but still, you know, we shot them uh, the other weekend. It was, it was drizzling the whole, the whole time we were out, but we wanted to get out of the house cause you know, it was driving us crazy and, and, you know, my dad had to get out and everything. He was all like super stressed. And my mom was him and, you know, him and her were arguing about the holidays coming up and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I'm going to go shoot. I'm like, it's raining. He goes, don't care. Like, Got it. So <laughs> we, we arrive and it's drizzling and get kinda... me the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, get your truck and come get me. You know, it's like, got it. Yep. Understand that. So I did, you know, and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, <laughs> I show up. And and we go out and shoot, and he's like, uh, I'm like, you realize it's raining? Yes, I do. I'm like, you still want to shoot? Yes, I do. Did you bring a gun you could get wet? I'm like, yes, I did. <laughs> and I shot the Smith the entire time and didn't feel bad about it. I mean, it got wet. It got whatever. And all you got to do is clean it when you get home. But I didn't feel bad. I mean, it's not a wildly expensive gun. I I didn't care. You know, it got it. It got soaked. I really didn't give a shit. And that's to me, that's useful. You know, and you clean it, and it it looks fine. I mean, nothing really happened to it. If you clean it after you're done, it's not going to hurt anything. It's just if you leave it wet and soaking, and then put it in a place where it's not going to dry out or whatever, or you leave the water on it, it'll be a problem. But if you clean your gun afterwards, who cares? You mean you can't just leave it in the bag of bag of the pickup truck while it rains? <sighs> you know. um, this is Texas. There are people who do that here. Um, but Well, that's because you don't actually get that much rain in Texas. No. No, we don't. Uh, it doesn't happen that much. Uh, but, you know, we trade that for the for the winter, right? Like, we don't really have a winter, comparatively speaking to you guys. We have the slightly wet and kind of cold season. Dude, we barely had a winter here. <laughs> like, I'm going to go shoot in about an hour and a half, and it is going to be 65 here. It's going to be great. Gorgeous. Um, it's it, 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 But that's what you do. I mean, that's why I have a bunch of guns. And shotguns are or can be relatively inexpensive, and you can do that. But uh, I did get a uh, – by the way, I love that gun. You'll you'll see it when, when you get here. It's, it's be, I'll, you know what? I'll post it uh, in the picture for, for uh, this cast. But <laughs> I did have a friend of mine ask me. Because I was talking, I had to go to Cabela's this last weekend. And he's like, you know, I was looking to buy a gun, uh, buy a used gun at Cabela's. You know, I saw one the other day I really wanted, and I thought, you know, is that going to be a good thing? And, it, you know, I'm of mixed minds about this. I'm like, if you find, and I don't know, like, uh, about Cabela's uh, across the country. But I've bought, like, two, maybe two guns, maybe three from uh, Cabela's used uh, rack before. I bought one from them and then almost bought a second when there was the one when I told you that the guy just for whatever reason had no desire to help me purchase a firearm. 
Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like, you know, can I feel it? Can I touch it? Whatever. It's like, never mind. I'm going to, I guess I'm just going to go. Yeah. I've also walked off. Um, I, I've, I was going to buy a, I cannot remember what it was. It was something. It was, it was a shotgun of some kind. It was a little bitty pump action shotgun and I really wanted one. Um, I think it was a 20 gauge and it was, it was neat. You know, I had some other things to it and I, I got all the way to the part where you have to fill out the form. Right. And I'm sitting there in the little booth, you know, they, they have the little booths with the green lights above them and all that kind of stuff and the little Island in there. And I sat there for must've been 30 minutes. I mean, I'm not exaggerating at all. It was 30 minutes. Okay. Like you, like they obviously don't want to sell me a gun. <laughs> I mean, I granted, I mean, the people at the counter were buying brand new pistols and brand new shotguns and stuff. And they were spending, you know, there was a guy buying a Henry rifle, thousand dollars you know i mean right there off the top my little pissant 180 dollar you know used pump action was not the biggest thing in the world that day okay i i totally get it the people buying handguns you know for six seven eight hundred dollars i yeah i mean of course i understand how the pecking order goes but 30 minutes seriously so i just left you know i just left it there you know, it was on the other side of the, you know, of the thing. Of course, you can't have it to you, and they walk you out with a used gun because you can't uh, secure it and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't come with a box or anything. I just left it there. It was in a rack and everything, and I wandered around the store with the girls. I'm like, screw it. You don't want to sell me a gun? I won't be here. You know, I I don't need to buy it from you. I got oh god, I got a gun show next month. I'll freaking and I wound up picking one, <laughs> almost the exact same thing in in slightly less good quality, but. Um, the, uh, the exact same thing for like 50 bucks less. And I'm like, ah, screw it. It's fine. I, I, I don't need this. Uh, so, I mean, I've, I've left one city there and I've, you know, the guy who was like, I could see him like a couple aisles down and we'd been wandering around for like 10 minutes after I left, you know, cause I was, had no intention of buying it at that point. And he was like looking around for me like, Oh, where'd he go? I'm like, I was standing there for 30 for, for a half hour, no joke. I mean, I timed it. Half hour, nobody even came and looked at me. You know, I realize it was a Friday night. Okay, I totally get you're busy, but a, it acknowledge, hey, we're swamped. I, we're going to get to you, any of that stuff. No, none of that. It was just like I just sat there like a freaking idiot. Um, you could have bought 15 guns at a gun show in 30 minutes. <laughs> it takes nothing. Well, I, uh, I've been to just about every firearm store in northern Delaware. Now, that's not exactly saying much, yeah, but... Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, look, look, you know, and it's it's also why I keep going back to the exact same place sure. every time, because they're nice to me, they're... Uh, understanding, they're willing to do business with people, uh, you know, versus the one place I go where the main clerk walks around with a desert eagle on his hip, <laughs> you know. Uh, the other place I've been to in which I told him what I was looking for and the guy asked me if I was an idiot. Wow. And it and then, then you go to Cabela's in which it's kind of like, uh, well, they they treat well. Let's put it this way: they've treated me the past couple of times I've been there like I should be thanking them for selling me a firearm. You know, 
I've noticed that that is kind of a trend. Um, only once when I bought a gun did it go very well with Cabela's, and I bought. I think I was buying an 870 for somebody. I don't remember what it was, but I found one for like 180 bucks. It was pretty rough, but I knew I could fix it. Um, and I was like, okay, it's an it's a Wingmaster for 180 bucks. I can't duplicate that. I won't. I can't be sure I can duplicate that at a gun show. I'll just go ahead and pick it up. And it happened to be like the guy, it was a, I don't know, it was a random Wednesday. I don't know, remember why, but I was off of work that day. It was a random Wednesday afternoon. There was nobody there. The old guy who runs the floor was the guy dealing with me. And he was like, oh, so nice gun. We had a nice talk about 870s and duck hunting, which he did. I don't, but, uh, and how I was going to use it or, or rig it for skeet. Cause that's what the guy wanted it for. Um, cause he was just starting and, and we had a nice conversation. He checked me out. It was less than 15 minutes. Walked me into the door, you know, handshake, you know, come back soon. It was a super great experience. Okay. That was one out of four. Yeah. The, the only thing I still buy at Cabela's is ammo. Because now that Walmart doesn't sell handgun ammunition anymore, it's the cheapest place to buy it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'll go buy their, like, uh, for their Christmas sale, I bought uh, 12 boxes of 12 gauge for, you know, like nothing. Um, so, because I had a coupon and I had, you know, the sale and they're, you know, and they, even then they're like, I don't think you can stack these. I'm like, bullshit. No, you guess you can. It doesn't say I can't do that. And for those who haven't figured out, Sean is very intense about his coupons. Yes, I am. Damn it. <laughs> I'm very, very intense. I go through a lot of shells. Damn it! <laughs> I will, I will spend coupon like if I like, because that's how you know, like a lot of people all buy cheap, you know, cheap ammo to shoot. Well, twelve gauge is pretty cheap as far as shotgun ammunition goes. Uh, but you know, I still resent having to pay for it. You know, because I can, like, the guns are less expensive than the ammo I put through them. <laughs> I mean. I, I, I've I've paid less for guns than a couple of boxes of ammos, you know, or a couple of boxes of ammo for them. So I resent the hell out of having to pay for ammo, but I haven't found a way not to pay for it. So I try and get it as cheap as I can. Well, I, I haven't gone there yet, but it, it is to the point with um, considering the fact that most of what I shoot is you know brass case nine millimeter pistol ammo. Sure. Um, I have gone through the thought process of buying equipment and going through reloading, but. I just haven't gone there yet. See, in order, and I've worked out the math, because Bona and I were like, well, me, we shoot, I don't know, upwards of around, now this is not going to sound like a lot, but remember it's a shotgun shell, right? So shotguns go through a little less ammo than a per trip than like a pistol would, right? Or a rifle. Well, well yeah, well, think about it. One loadout for you is anywhere from five to at most seven shells, whereas most of what I have carries any at minimum 10 as high as uh, 17. Right. And so, and most of the time when you're, when you're at the standing start, you know, you're going to go through one round, maybe two for, you know, an action turn. So, um, you know, going through a hundred shells in an afternoon is a lot for a shotgun. And we probably go through both Buona and I about four to 500 rounds of shells a month, uh, for, for shotguns, which is a lot. Uh, so it's, we, but the, the thing is, you know, even though that's a lot, 
in order to make, because shotgun shells are so freaking cheap, in order to make reloading worth it, by the time you buy the equipment and time you get all the stuff and the measuring and all the, the weighing and, and the actual time it takes to reload the shell. And then you got to, you know, figure out how to do all that stuff and, you know, do get all the stuff done. You're going to have to reload thousands and thousands of shells to make it break even, much less, you know, start getting back your investment. So, I mean, it's just for, we're, we shoot a lot, but not enough really is is what it comes down to uh to start reloading now pistol ammunition that may be a little different you know but it it hasn't been worth it to me yet yeah i'm i'm still happy going and buying a box of 50 for 8.99 every time i drive past <laughs> exactly so uh to me i was just like ah oh, man you know it's just it's just not that not there so i try and get it as cheap as i can but uh, yeah, for for Capellans, it just I don't know. I can't get there from here. I as far as buying guns there on a regular basis, gun shells are so prevalent down here, and so much easier, and so much low stress, and they're so much friendlier. Generally speaking, I mean, they're uh, even the dicks at a gun show are more friendly than the apathy you get at Capellas. And I know that sounds harsh. Well, you know. I can give the apathy at Cabela's where I am one possible excuse. I don't like it, but it's there, which is the fact that even with most of the other firearm shops where I am are pretty small. A lot of times people will go into Cabela's just to have put their hands on something and felt like felt what it felt like before ordering it at one of the other shops. Right. So you probably get a lot of those guys who are just kind of like, oh, you just want to feel it so you can go buy it someplace else. Leave me alone. Yeah, and I I can see that. And, and standing in line or standing at the, the gun counter at Cabela's, you can't help but hear the questions that these people have to deal with, which, you know, you, you talk about, you know, are you an idiot or not? I mean, like. I heard this the other day. I was at Cabela's. We were selling guns, uh, my buddy's guns, so I could get the 51, and he could get his money to buy a lockbox and all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> I mean, uh, you you hear the questions like, so is the stainless better than the black one? What's well, the same gun, sir? It's it's just whether you like it in stainless or, or you know, blued is the term for that. But, yes, it's, 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 just, a, it's just a style choice. Yeah, but one's better, the right. It's like, no, sir, it's the same firearm. It's just, it's in the same caliber, same everything. It's just this one's in stainless and this one's in blue. And, like, they don't, they have to process all of those things. And you're selling guns to people who are technically qualified to buy them, but probably shouldn't have this gun, you know? Like, uh, like uh, uh, and sometimes you get some, some uh, you know, edge cases where you get an 18 year old or, or whatever who's out there buying black powder stuff which is legal i think um buying black powder stuff for for his black powder rifle and you're just like oh wow um like i don't even know where to go with that you know but if you're doing black powder and you're 18 you know you're either going to blow your face off or you're going to figure out how that's supposed to work but uh <laughs> It's one of the few things that, like, with firearms, like, I don't want anything to do with it. Like, any of that black powder stuff. I don't know if you've ever dealt with it. 
but it is. Uh, no, I have not dealt with the uh, a muzzle loader or anything of that nature. Nope. I'm just like, ooh, that seems like a bad idea. That's, <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. But you know, and you get people who are who are full grown adults who know nothing about the firearm they're purchasing or why it's better or worse or something. And they're they're asking the guy at the counter which one of these guns is better. And, and it's like, how the hell is he going to answer that? He doesn't know you. He doesn't know your skill level. He doesn't know. Well, I bet he does know your skill level, but uh, he doesn't well, know what you're going to do with this or how you're going to carry or He doesn't know what you're going to do. Like, how would he answer that? Well, but this, you know, that's the thing is, is that you go to some of these shops and you walk up there and it's also how you ask the question. If you ask them which one of these guns is better, obviously you're going to get the, oh, this is another dumbass answer. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, no, clearly. If you walk up to them and say, hey, I'm buying my first firearm. Can you help me figure out what would be best for me? Right. Uh, it, that, that's actually something that most of those guys will actually enjoy going through different styles and different things and putting things in your hand and selling you what the physical differences are, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then usually we'll end up with the and you don't want to buy one today. What you want to do is go to a gun, you know, gun range that rents and, and, and try a couple of them out first. Right. Come back here when you find the one you want. I'll help you. You know, but you probably need and some, you know, gun shops down here have ranges in the back. And they'd be like, oh, look, oh, yeah. you know, give me give me twenty five dollars and let me rent you a couple. You know, I'll you can put a clip through each one of these or, or you know, a cylinder or whatever it is through each one of these. And we'll figure out one you like, you know, or I, you know, call, you take the counter. I'm going to go back there and they'll figure it out with you. And they're happy to do that. So uh, there there's a lot of that. And you get a little bit more personable stuff. Um, conversely, you know, if you go to a shop or a show or something like that, like my brother did a couple months ago, and be like, I want a three fifty seven revolver. I'm looking for Ruger. I want it stainless. You know, I want this and this. You know, and the guy, you know, sitting there at the table said, I, I don't have a Ruger, but I do have this Taurus, and it's everything the Ruger is, and, you know, it's, you know, he's giving you this style, and he gives you a pitch on it, and he said, why don't you just put that in your hand, see how it feels. And he wound up getting that Taurus because it did feel better, and it was cheaper by 150 bucks, and it was it did have all the the same features that the the guy was absolutely correct. It had all the same features that the Ruger had, and he knew his gun, and he knew what my brother was looking for, and he wound up buying that gun. So I mean, I have to, I have to interject the same question as usual at this point. Have we figured out the mystery gun that your brother's bought yet? <laughs> no. He went on vacation before and a little shit. He went on vacation before he he told us what it is. I I honestly don't know because he's being really cagey about it. And I know it's a handgun because I asked his wife. I'm like, what did he get? And she's like, it's another freaking pistol. I don't know what he got. It's another big thing. And I'm like, oh god. I'm like, there's no telling what this because he's got a 44. He's got a Kimber nine millimeter. He's got a 357, and he's got a Glock. I mean, like, what else do you like? What's the miracle? You know, like, where, what, what else did you need? Uh, now, I'm one to talk. I have, you know, over a dozen shotguns. So, I mean, I like, I, I get it, okay. But I'm like, dude, you're paying. Like, and my brother's one of those people who he, he's not really huge into buying used firearms. He likes to have them new. Um. 
and I'll, and I'm coming around to that. The last one I bought was used, and that's kind of what I've been looking at. Is every time I pop open the uh, gun store's website, it's I go directly to the in-store used firearms. Yeah, and I, I, I love used guns. I love – anyone listening to this cast will know by this time. I don't even consider buying it if it's new. It's like, well, why would I do that, you know? Uh, if the thing's quality or even remotely not crap, I, it'll out, outlive me if I, I fix it up and take care of it. So what the hell do I need to pay the, the premium for? I'll just buy the used one. Whereas buying handguns can be sometimes like buying computers, and the fact that you can buy one, it can be awesome, and six months later they come out with a new design that makes you go, fuck, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I should have. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, and and they do. And you're like, oh, now i got to trade this in and take a loss on it so I can have the new freaking grip and the laser and all the rest of it. Oh, man, the sights are so much better on the new one. I feel stupid, you know. Uh, whereas if you buy guns from 30 years ago, you're getting about the same thing, all right? It's all going to be old. <laughs> um, but uh, and it's, I will admit that for shotguns, it's a little bit different. Uh, but uh, rifles, kind of the same thing. I mean, rifles can. Uh, let me rephrase that. Hunt old hunting rifles. You kind of yes. get the same thing. New rifles. There's all kinds of nifty stuff. Uh, as well as new shotguns. There's all kinds of nifty stuff. But I don't normally go towards the synthetics. Well, but that's actually also part of rifles versus handguns. That rifles are very, 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 very modular. Yes, very much so. You know, you, you don't have to buy a whole new rifle because a new feature came out. You can buy that feature and add it to the one you've got. Yeah, and then just sell the part you just replaced, and, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It'll pay for maybe half or a third of the new part, and off you go, you know. Um, or throw but, but, it in the case and say, ah, I got a spare. <laughs> but with that said, if we, if we don't know by the time I get down there, you and I are breaking into your brother's home and finding out. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I got a key. We're going to figure this shit out, you know. It's driving me crazy. I'm positive he bought a Desert Eagle. I know. I know that, like, it's almost what it has to be. Um, Well, it has to be probably in something in 50 AE, even whether it's a Desert Eagle or a big-ass revolver or one of the other. He loves those big, he loves those big handguns. You know, he loves hand cannons. Wait till he sees my yeet when I get it. Um Still waiting for the new one to get re- re- got released. Me a, got me a cannon as well, kid. Look at this sucker. You know, is that a is that a yeet cannon? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, no, no, we want the real YC9 yeet cannon, not the oh, we just took the old one and painted yeet can on it. No, 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 no. I want a yeet one. I'm gonna get a yeet cannon. And, gonna... and I sh- and I showed you the picture of the new one coming out. You saw what the, what the difference in what I want because it's actually like set up to be have like optics mounted on oh, it. Oh yeah, and stuff no, like it's that. got rails and all kinds yeah. of shit on it. It's, it's, it's super nifty. It's you know, like... it, it threaded barrel. You can put compensators on the front of it. I mean, oh god. Oh, god. I'm going to spend more on, you know, just gadgetry to put on this thing than, than the actual gun itself. And people are going to look at you and go, why? Is that, is that a, <laughs> a yeet cannon? Yes, it is. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going to spend more on the holster than I am the gun would be my guess. I'm going to get – I've got my holster guy. He's um, he's, uh, he's uh, going to do a tooled holster for it. And, and I sent you a video, not to say that the video itself was all that incredibly interesting, but it, 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 just the fact that there's actually a term for it now uh, in the YouTube channels. There is actually yeet cannon fever. People have, are waiting for this. I have seen that. And I was just like, oh, man, 
we're we're we we're caught up in it, you know, because I I have to have one. So like, I'm gonna cruise the show, and I'm gonna bring well, 150 bucks with me. And uh, I'm no, no, no. F- but, but, but the new one, the new one isn't out yet, though. That's the thing. The actual Yeet Cannon isn't out. That was actually what the video was about. Was the fact that you what they did is in order to make a couple extra bucks is they took all the old ones and just painted Yeet Cannon on the side. <laughs> It's not the Yeet Cannon. The YC-9, which is the one that's supposed to come out at some point this year, is the Yeet Cannon. All the rest of them are just your basic average everyday 9mm high point. I want the Yeet Cannon. I want elite high point you know, products. I don't want to go for – well, I mean, hell, we're talking about high point. How am I going to say cheap shit? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with the G1 Yeet Cannon with the, with, as long as it's painted on the side and it's like that weird – clumpy kind of lumpy weird looking gun i'm fine with that i'm, now, see, I'm good with I, that. I, I, I want the new one for no other reason than i want people to ask me why the hell would you buy this and from everybody who's actually used a sucker i want to put it in their hand and have somebody shoot it and go that's eh, actually not bad exactly <laughs> <laughs> i don't think i i think my self-respect would stop me from buying one myself but surprisingly enough that's not that bad <laughs> And see, that's where it comes down to. I have no self-respect. I need to have the YC9 Yeet Cannon. <laughs> I think the other one's just like the 916G, isn't it? Or 916? It, yeah, something of that nature. Yeah, I think it's just a 916, which is fine. I'm fine with the, yeah, the C9 916, yeah. Well, this also, you know, highlights our preferences in, in firearms. You know, I want the new one with the, uh, <laughs> you know, slide serrations and mounting mechanisms and, and <laughs> i want to put a compensator on the front of it and you're going now i just want an old used geek cannon <laughs> exactly the mentality is very specific like yeah i don't care i just want the i just want the you cannon I, I prefer if it was painted on the side rather than me having to stencil it on there but you know what i'm fine with it you know I'm going to get a $175 tooled leather holster for the damn thing. Gun ain't going to cost that much, but we're going to, we're going to get one. <laughs> Just to western it out. I'm going to, you know, engrave it. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to go for the Han Solo holster with that thing. Oh, you bet, man. It'll be it's going to be a thigh. It's going to be a leather tooled thigh holster in black. Oh, yeah. And you're going to open carry that sucker. Yeah, damn right I am. <laughs> we'll be wearing it at the ranch. It's going to be great. Is that a is that a high point? Yes, sir, it is. Did you did you engrave it? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> what the fuck for? Because <laughs> it's my yeet cannon, man. <laughs> oh, it's going to be great. Plot is going to laugh at me. Can you imagine getting pulled over with one of those? Uh, dude, dude, we're not even going to arrest you. This it's is not even worth the time. a in- firearm. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What is that, a prison zip gun? What, what the hell is that? Actually, the funny thing is, is the high points, as inexpensive as they are, have for years been like one of the black market firearms that you saw showing up in the cities here and there. Uh, so when you'd have people buy several of them, for whatever reason, you they usually would get a knock on the door. Uh, and But that's actually changed. It's gone from that to the um, the skies. Uh, S-K-Y-Y? Oh, yes. 
And uh, because, and the reason and uh, they're about the same in price, even though they kind of made a little bit of a supposedly technological jump this year. Uh, but they're inexpensive little nine millimeter firearms, and they come in pretty colors. Yes, I have so, seen those. So uh, one of the guys who comes into the firearm store had just for no other reason he just liked the fact that they came in colors. Had bought somewhere in the nature of seven of them, and yeah, the the uh, ATF knocked on his front door. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> They were, and, and he said they were basically they, – they wanted to see that he still had all of them and make sure that it wasn't intending on selling them on the black market. Wow. That's amazing. I I, I just don't get it's, – it's like a SCCY, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen those, and I've seen like – and you can always tell the dealers who have these because it's like a rainbow sitting on the table. Yes. They come in like red and spree green and sky blue and orange and gray and – purple and pink and i mean it's just like this plethora of colors and you're just like what um hmm. yeah all right well i i guess that is a choice i mean i've never wanted to have a purple gun but all righty and and as we've talked about every once in a while seeing the firearms you see in movies uh the new shaft movie which is on hbo that's what little shaft pulls out of his girlfriend's purse and starts shooting everybody in the room oh no Like I've never wanted high vis high day glow green on a on a firearm. That's never like it's never one I've wanted. But you know what? I guess there's there's people. That, well, in, Walther does the same thing. Walther does does all kinds of colors on the PK three eighty, which I may be buying back from Shannon. Um, she's she's completely in love with her CCP uh, Mark II, and she doesn't even carry her three eighty anymore. And I'm like, well, I like the three eighty round. Why don't you let me buy it from you? Well, why do you have, why do you have to buy it from your own wife? Well, I didn't say I was going to use money to pay for it. Ah, okay, never mind. This is <laughs> and this is probably the wrong cast to discuss that. <laughs> yeah, so. I was going to say. I mean, you you remember who I am, sir? <laughs> ne- ne- never mind. We'll talk about that one on the other cast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I think I'm going to get like a pair of three eighties. I think I'm going to have. I'll have my. You know, I'm I'm expanding my handgun line. I have my Bursa, which is my gun, and I'll have my Heritage nine millimeter or a uh, uh, twenty two, which is my cowboy gun, which I have a cowboy holster for, uh, and I'll have my Geek Cannon. <laughs> I'll have my Bond Arms, <laughs> and I'll have the three eighty, <laughs> the 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 Walter three eighty PK three eighty. So I'll have like five handguns. I have no idea what I'm going to do with them all. But uh, you know what? I'll I'll have them because I'm going to have a Yeet Cannon now. Now now I have to. I almost have to now. Uh, so it'll. I'm I'm super excited about that part. We're going to see if we can find one. We're at the show. I can't imagine a show with a thousand tables is not going to have one C9 on a table somewhere. Like there's got to be one. You know what I mean? Oh, I would assume somewhere along the line, somebody's I... at least got to be trying to get rid of it somewhere. <laughs> You'd figure. I mean, how how much do those go for? Hold on. Mm. Oh, there. Uh, I think the, the the new one is MSRP at two hundred bucks. Okay, so not a whole lot. Uh, no, my guess is you could probably find one used for a hundred bucks. That'd be great. Yeah, that'd be perfect. I'll bring one hundred fifty with me. It'll be. Oh yeah, look at this. Uh, high point model C nine hundred thirty nine nine. Yeah, the brand new. 
<laughs> it's brand new. Yeah. Well, that's why I said MSRP is two hundred bucks. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Brand new C9 black semi-auto, eight plus one, hundred thirty-nine from Classic. There you go. Yeah. So used or, or at a table somewhere, they've got to be you know less than one hundred fifty bucks. I mean, it's just too fat and ugly to be anything more than that. <laughs> uh, oh my God, it's got a scratch strike fire indicator, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Oh my God, that's hysterical. I got to get a stencil and do yeet cannon on it. I mean, maybe I'll just engrave yeet cannon on the side of it. That'd be great. No, I'll I'll have that gun forever because no one will ever buy it from me. It'll be not. <laughs> It'll just, I'll die. Why did he have a yeet cannon? Funny story, that. <laughs> and, and, you, and you do know we have to fight our way to get the people from High Point to come talk to us once once this is all said and done. Oh, God, yeah. You know, yeah. I, we totally got to do that. Uh, we'll just keep calling them until they, <laughs> until they do it. But like like if you said, I mean, if they've got a sense of humor, I mean, they, 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 they're going to want to talk about it. They're They're totally going to want to talk about it. Oh, that's so great. We seem to end every show with uh, talk of yeet cannons. Uh, we are sorry about that. I'm not... it, it, it's just a fascination now. <laughs> yeah, it's like this weird obsession we have now with these I mean, cheap-ass I... firearms. Oh, I mean, it, it's funny because if you look in my safe right now, what you will find is Sig Sauer and um, HNK, which are not the most inexpensive firearms you can buy. No. It, it, and so I have just become obsessed with the idea of this little $120, not actually little is probably not the right word for it, this $120 firearm that is supposedly, supposedly indestructible. You know, I, I'm I'm just, I'm just in love with it because it's ugly and nobody likes it and it's inexpensive. And I, cre- I, I seem to collect guns that are that are either old and ugly or interesting looking or weird and that nobody else wants. And then I pick them up and they seem to be fine. You know, like I fix them up and everything. And it's like, well, I don't know why everybody's upset about this. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> seems fine. Uh, I, I'm obsessed with that. And the fact that, that everybody loves to hate this perfectly adequate but ugly looking bulky gun, I now have to have one. You know, it's like. It's like, ah, this was meant for me, you know? Um, yeah, it's chunky looking. Yeah, it looks weird and top heavy. Yeah, it's inexpensive and nobody likes the brand. But you know what? That well, seems okay. The other one with the new one with all the detailing and the stuff they put into it, it actually looks like something that came out of, you know, some sci-fi movie. As the, you know, And not even like a good sci-fi movie. Yeah, it looks see? like the thing that came out of some cheesy sci-fi movie that, you know, had some... You know, strange like back in the days of old Battlestar Galactica where you didn't even really get a laser blast. You just got a thing that went pop on both ends. And <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see, I want the ugly one. <laughs> you know, like the, I, I want the ugly duckling because that seems to be like any interesting – like if it's modern and sleek looking and cool or, or like it's been gussied up or something like that, I don't want that one. I want the ugly one, <laughs> you know, because I'll make it look cool. That is my mission now. So, or at least maybe make it look more ugly or maybe make it look different than others. It's like a, a yeet cannon in a Western suit. You know, it's like, what the hell happened to that? You know, like, I, I definitely want to have that conversation with somebody at some point. 
add some, uh, add some pearl grips to it or something. Yeah, you know, like something ridiculous, like like put burled mesquite grips on it. You know, like I, I mean, I because it last time I'm not looking at a picture of it right now. The last one I saw, they did look like they had scrolls, which you can take the grips off of it. Oh yeah, no, it, you can. It looks like you can take the grips. So I'll make grips for it. It's like. <laughs> you know, like I'll make two hundred dollar burled mesquite grips on it, and like do checking and custom carving in them and stuff like that, and be like, "Here you go, <laughs> you know? dress this mother up." You know, oh, it'll be great. I, I am seriously looking forward to what I can do to this to like bling it out and make it make it Texas, and and which is just over the top and too much and wood grain and all that kind of stuff, and just just like. To the world's most expensive ugly duckling. I love that. I love the the concept of that. <laughs> It'll be fun. <laughs> <laughs> and, now, and now that we've done the Yeet Cannon update, yeah. And now that we're done with that, I think I think we're pretty much got that out of our system. Now. <laughs> Have you got anything else, sir? <laughs> I do not. All right. We will see you guys next time. On behalf of Jake Bona and I, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. If you're interested in more content like this or podcasts, check us out at hawksideguns.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.